What's going on, everyone? And welcome in to another edition of Be Shafe Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. We're rolling on with our NCAA tournament bracket breakdown here on the channel, here on the podcast feed. Let's see. We're going with the Midwest region of March Madness here as we head to the upper right quadrant of your bracket. If you want to follow along with the video of what I'm looking at, what my screen is showing as we're filling in this bracket, get a look at the bracket itself, youtube.com slash at bshafer12. Kind of clunky. I don't know why YouTube does that. It can't just be slash bshafer12. It's got to be slash at bshafer12. Maybe there's a way around that, but I don't know it. I'm, I'm a novice to YouTube, but the channel is up and running. We're putting the content on there. We'll, we'll have some Cardinals baseball content on there all summer as well. So do me a favor and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash at bshafer12. But you can also just listen to the audio version of the podcast, just like always on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well. Without further ado, the last two episodes were close to 30 minutes as I recorded them uh, breaking down each region of the of the bracket. I'm going to roll through this one a little bit quicker, hopefully, so I can get to bed at some point. But it's Tuesday night. March Madness sort of underway already. We had uh, the first four games that were played in Dayton kicked off on Tuesday. Pitt beat Mississippi State. We had uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi taking down SEMO. Those are the only games that have been played. The real stuff starts on Thursday, and I want to get these podcasts out before that happens. So let's go ahead and roll through the bracket. You don't care about all the other stuff. You care about the bracket. So let's go ahead and rock and roll with it. Houston taking on Northern Kentucky. It's going to be Houston. The Cougars arguably could have been the number one overall seed. Uh, They weren't. I think maybe had they beaten Memphis in the AAC final, maybe they would have been, but at the same time, We've also known historically that the committee doesn't care about the results in these conference tournaments because they've already made the bracket by that point. So I don't know if that actually changed anything in reality. Uh, But Houston's legit. I mean, if you want to look at the Ken Palm, they're number one overall in Ken Palm. 11th on offense in terms of efficiency, fourth on defense. But they don't play fast. They play measured. They play efficiently they play well 343 in adjusted tempo one of the slowest paces in the country and there could be some stylistic differences that they get into uh, as the tournament evolves that maybe that ends up having an impact on them you look at this 22 percent chance of winning the whole tournament according to 538 I think that's the highest of any team according to 538 it's even higher than the 16 percent chance they give Alabama so the metrics love Houston. They're going to defeat the Norse. I believe Northern Kentucky is at the Norse. Yeah, they're going to take down the Norse, to be sure, in the first round there. So that'll be an easy advance for the one seed. I mentioned that eventually they might have to play a team with a little bit more of a fast tempo. Iowa, if Iowa could advance as the eighth seed over Auburn, they might represent that a little bit. 66th in adjusted tempo. Number three in the nation in offensive efficiency are the Hawkeyes. Um, 538 only gives Iowa a 42% chance of getting by the nine seed Auburn. And I kind of agree with that. 
as I realize that the video is not actually showing what I want it to show, I have to adjust when I'm showing the 538 stuff. I'm still learning how to do this whole video stuff. But yeah, you can see there. No, you can't. But now you can. If you're watching on YouTube, Iowa 42%, Auburn 58%. Uh, the sports books, what do they have to say about it? They like Auburn barely. Auburn minus one is the situation as I adjust the video. Auburn favored by a point. That fifty, that 152 and a half total points is really interesting to me. I think I take the under on that. I did some research earlier today about this game for an article for sportsbookreview.com where I noticed that Auburn has had four games in regulation all season in which 152 and a half points or more were scored. Only four in regulation out of like 32. So not very many. Iowa, with the number three adjusted offensive efficiency in the country, has had that happen more often, but even Iowa, not as frequently as you'd think. And Iowa scores 89.2 points per game at home. Away from home, that number goes down to 69 points per game. Not not nice. I'm taking Auburn in this one. I think away from their home arena, Iowa's not the same offensive team. Auburn is going to grind you down. They're going to play slow. That that game against Houston could end up being kind of lower scoring if Auburn and Houston match up. Auburn's got the 29th adjusted defensive efficiency. I think ultimately Auburn is a good a good bet to get through the first round there. I'm not big on the uh, the Big Ten, as you know. So at the end of the day, it's going to be it's going to be Auburn for me. Miami. 59% chance is the five seed to beat Drake. That's not a huge number. What are the other five seeds getting credit? Okay, St. Mary's is the exact same as a five. And then what do we got here for San Diego State? 67% over Charleston, Duke, 82%. So, yeah, this is one of the more uh, the more likely potential upsets here if you're looking at if you're looking at the chance for Drake to upend Miami, 41%. And uh, I got to be honest with you. I kind of like it. Kind of like the Missouri Valley in this one. I think I'm going with the Drake Bulldogs. Yeah, I think I am going to go with Drake in this matchup. As I get it on screen for you guys here. Out of the Missouri Valley, uh, Drake just feels like a tough matchup for Miami. Miami again, ACC. I haven't been super impressed. I'm I'm finicky, right? I'll pick and choose which ACC teams I trust. I kind of think Duke's got talent. I'm not big on Miami. I'm not big on Virginia. And uh, Drake's got the plucky Mo Valley energy about him. So I'm taking the Bulldogs in the 512. And I'm going to go upset here again as well when it comes to the 413. I'm going Kent State over Indiana. I'm just like the ACC, I'm going to pick and choose which Big Ten teams I respect. And I'm not feeling Indiana. They're too inconsistent. Uh, they've got really good players. Trace, Trace Jackson Davis is a great player. Uh, Indiana beat Purdue twice this year. Um, but Kent State, man, if you look at some of their efficiency numbers, only 71st in Ken Palm, but uh, good defense. And they've been able to score the basketball at times as well when they've had to. Winning the MAC tournament over some good scoring teams 
like Toledo and Buffalo emerging in that in that conference. Uh, Kent State was able to get it done over all of them. Akron had a good season. So I like Kent State here, I think. And, the, and it, maybe I'm getting a little bit too cute. You look at the 12 versus the 13 in the same region. That might be a little bit much. But that's what I'm doing. It's my bracket. I like it. Drake and Kent State matching up in the round of 32. One of them is going to the Sweet 16. A little bit lower in the bracket, the 6-11 matchup we now know is going to be between Iowa State and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat Mississippi State. That was kind of at the buzzer. Mississippi State had a, a wide-open three in the corner, couldn't knock it down, and then the tip didn't go as time expired. So down goes the SEC in that matchup. I'm not super high on Pittsburgh, but I am high on history. And how many times have we seen the 11 seed that comes out of the play-in game and they end up going on a run? Pitt's got wins over Northwestern. They beat Miami once. They beat Virginia. That's a nice win. They beat NC State. They swept North Carolina, not a tournament team. Pitt's got some good wins on the resume. And for me, Iowa State is so inconsistent that I don't want anything to do with them. And it's a perfect excuse and opportunity for me to go with the 11 seed that came out of the, the first four. Iowa State, 96 in offensive efficiency. They're eighth in defense. They play a slow pace. I get it. It kind of. I think it's going to be a grinded-out game, just like the Mississippi State-Pittsburgh game was. But if Iowa State doesn't get the offense going, I could certainly see a situation where an upset happens here. And uh, 36%, according to 538, they give a 36% chance for Pittsburgh. And I think that's probably fair. But, hey, that's that's not bad odds. And I'm going to give him a little bit of a bump as well when you think about the the magic of an 11 seed coming out of the uh, the first four. Pardon me as I type. Pittsburgh is a four-point underdog against Iowa State. That's nothing crazy. I think it's a good upset pick. Iowa State played terrible against Mizzou. And I'm not trying to dog Mizzou. Mizzou's a good team. But teams that can have those types of performances when they get away from their home arena, that was a road game that, that Iowa State had to play at Missouri. I think Iowa State's susceptible to an early round upset. I'm taking Pitt. I was going to take whoever emerged out of that Mississippi State-Pitt game, full disclosure. And after watching it, I think Pitt's in a good spot to be able to get that win. Here's another 314. If you followed up on my East region breakdown, I did uh, tell you that, well, Kansas State, they're a little susceptible to Montana State, that eight-and-a-half-point spread, but I'm not taking the 14. The South region, though, I did. UC Santa Barbara. I went with the 14 over the three upset against Baylor. I want to do it here with Kennesaw State, but I think I would be reading too far into Xavier's struggles in the Big East Championship game if I did that, like, Look at the full body of work. Xavier, 16th, according to Ken Palm. Ninth in offensive efficiency. Not a great defensive team. So they kind of fall into that line with Missouri, Baylor, where you got a top 10 offensive efficiency, but 70th or lower in defensive efficiency. That typically, historically, has meant early exits for teams in March Madness. Baylor, Missouri, and Xavier all have that alignment this season in the bracket and so you don't love that situation but 538 says 87% chance as I get this onto the screen 
87% chance for Xavier to advance. They only give Kent State, or pardon me, Kennesaw State, a 13% chance to advance. I'm going to take Xavier. Um, I don't love the Musketeers, like I said, but I think I'd be going a little bit overboard in my hatred for them after a, a rough Big East final. They can certainly score the basketball. Coming into that Big East final, they looked great. I thought they were going to beat Marquette. So I don't want to go too far overboard with uh, the the hatred for Xavier. They're a good team. They're going to get through that Kennesaw State game. I do have Kennesaw in the spread, though. I don't know what the number is, was when I got it. I already bet it. 11.5, I think that's right. Might sprinkle that money line. Plus 480 is pretty nice. But I think Xavier's going to get the win. Okay, here's another opportunity for the SEC to show out against the Big Ten. I hope that Texas A&M takes advantage of it, and I honestly think they will. Texas A&M, for me, as I fail to type once again, I think they got the short end of the stick in terms of the seeding. They're the number two team in the SEC. It wasn't close. They had a great conference record. The committee basically said, Texas A&M, you didn't schedule tough in the non-conference, and oh, by the way, you lost some of the, the games against the weak teams that you did schedule. So that's why they're punished, but they're 25th in Ken Palm, which is right around, you know, a seven seed. That's what that would be. 30th in offensive efficiency, 37th in defensive efficiency. That's within the top 40 on both. That's generally the balance you're looking for for a team to make a potentially deep run into the tournament. You got Penn State. They did make it to the final of the Big Ten. Three-point favorite for Texas A&M. I think that's fair. It's reasonable. I'm taking the fight in college stations there. Taking the Aggies because I got to set this up. This matchup between Texas and Texas A&M in the round of 32. That's going to be a lot of fun. Here's what I'll say. I love Texas. I think they're getting Timmy Allen back as well after making it through the Big 12 tournament without him. Texas is really, really good. You look at Ken Palm, 6th in the country, 18th on offense, 11th on defense. Top 20 in both. That's dangerous. They're dangerous. I think they're a really good team. I love the way they're playing coming into the tournament. I had them to beat Kansas in that Big 12 title game, and they did by 20. Impressive win. I would say this, though. Sometimes you end up winning the conference championship and then you have a little bit of a of a false start when you get into when you get into the real tournament, right? Isn't that what happened with Missouri against Norfolk State? I know I don't like to bring that up, but I believe Missouri was the uh, the Big Twelve tournament champion there that year, and then they stumbled in the first round, lost to Norfolk State. I don't think Texas is going to lose to Colgate. I do think it would be interesting to check out the point spread. Because I could see Texas just taking a little bit to get out of the gate. 13 and a half could be another one of those where you look at the first half and say, can Colgate keep it close in the first half? If it's plus seven and a half, plus eight for the first half, I would I would think about taking Colgate there. By the end of it, though, I do think Texas emerges and they end up advancing there into the round of 32. Which brings up, uh, well, that would be three Texas teams in the same bracket because you got Houston on top and you got AM and Texas on the bottom. So, how about that? Houston, Auburn. Uh, 
might be kind of a gross game to watch. I could see it being lower scoring, but uh, Houston just has the efficiency offensively to win that matchup that Auburn just doesn't just doesn't have. So I would be taking Houston there pretty pretty easily. I had a hard time with this pick, Drake Kent State, and really the way I came to decide is I leaned on. All right, if I'm picking two upsets, which one's more likely according to 538? according to the analytics there, to advance even further than just one win. Drake is given a 15% chance there by 538 to get to the Sweet 16. Kent State, just an 11% chance. Um, And two, if you talk about the game theory of it a little bit, if Drake is given a 41% chance to win their first game and Kent State's only given a 26% chance, I'd, I'd rather ride with Drake to advance even further because they are at least considered a more plausible upset in the first round. So I, it gets tough when you go a 12 against a 13 because typically if you have one or the other, you could say, oh, well, the higher seed's going to advance. Well, in this case, I, I picked two upsets next to each other, and so I have to kind of reckon with that. But I think that's I think that's fine. I think I'm in the spot where I feel good about Drake. Uh, ride the Missouri Valley. Ride the wave there on the valley. Nothing wrong with that. I do hope the Bulldogs can pull it through. I didn't think they'd win the Valley Tournament. But now that they did, now that they're here, I think they can be dangerous as a 12 seed. Every year it seems like we've got some 12 seeds that make noise. I'm liking Drake to maybe be that team this year. So continuing on with the region, we're looking at Pittsburgh Xavier. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the narrative of Pittsburgh being that team that goes from the first four to the Sweet 16. It's happened so often. I always like to put one of those in my bracket every year when I can. And I don't think I'm comfortable doing it with Arizona State Nevada over TCU, which is coming up in the uh, West region. That first four game will be Wednesday. I can totally see it happening. I don't think Arizona State's all that good. Nevada is probably who I would pick in that that 11 seed matchup on Wednesday. Nevada could totally beat TCU. That's another Mountain West team. Kind of iffy on how I feel about that conference in general. But if I'm going to do it with one team, I'll do it with Pittsburgh. I already saw them beat a pretty solid Mississippi State team. They show they can win the close game. Um, it's not a great, like, it's a tough one to back up in terms of being able to justify it because Xavier is the better team. Xavier's got a 48% chance to get to the Sweet 16, according to 538. Pittsburgh with just a 15% chance. Uh, So it's pretty unlikely. But again, I want to ride that narrative, and I like the notion of having an 11 seed that had to play their way in. It doesn't matter if you thought Pittsburgh deserved the opportunity or not. It seems like that all ends up being ancient history. Once a team gets in and plays well, um, they're ca- they're capable of making making a run. So I'm going with Pittsburgh to the Sweet 16. I would have done the same exact thing if it was Mississippi State too. I would have done the same exact thing. So we'll have them advancing, and then it's the uh, the battle of future SEC foes, former Big 12 rivals, Texas A&M and Texas. I'm going Texas in this one. I really like Texas. Um, as you'll see, I'm going to continue to advance them. I'll go ahead and put it in now. I'm, I'm going to have them advancing to the Elite Eight over Pittsburgh as well. 
I just think that they're really, really good. Texas A&M could give them a run. That could be one of the games of the tournament as well if you bake in the rivalry aspect of it with, uh, with A&M. But that's, that's where I'm at. And then it's going to be an all-Texas Elite Eight as well because uh, the, the magical run for Drake does come to an end eventually. It's going to have to happen there with, uh, with Houston getting the better of them. And it's one of those deals where Houston's probably the right pick here, but I just I, I feel myself wanting to be different. And so I'm taking Texas, te- uh, Texas I should say, the Longhorns, to reach the Final Four. I feel, like I said, I feel okay about it. More realistically, would it be Houston? Probably so. But I got to get different somewhere, right? I had Alabama advance if you saw my South region breakdown. I like being a little bit different. So I'm going to go Texas. Um, It's a team I believe in, first of all. And if you go back and look at the data on Ken Palm, it's an important aspect of it to me is... Are they are they in that top twenty five of both offensive and defensive efficiency? And in the case of Texas, they are eighteenth on offense, eleventh on defense. Getting a star player back for the tournament healthy in Timmy Allen. I'm riding the Longhorns, feeling pretty good about it. So that's my breakdown of the Midwest region. Texas, the two seed, advancing to the Final Four. I don't have a ton of upsets in the other regions but this one is is my most upset heavy region I think because I've got the situation with the 12 and the 13 matching up against one another sorry Miami sorry Indiana I'm not feeling it for y'all we'll go Drake and Kent State and that'll be the real interesting uh matchup in terms of getting a, a double digit seed to the sweet 16 for Drake get another one there in Pittsburgh as well so, like I said, not not a lot of upsets maybe in some of the other regions, uh, especially when it comes to getting beyond just that first round. But this is the region where I've got a bunch of double-digit seeds advancing. And depending on what I do with that Duke-Oral-Roberts situation, it might be the only region in which I have a double-digit seed to uh, the Sweet 16. And I've got two of them, Drake and Pittsburgh. So, it feels like just a, a little formulaic in the way that I like to go about doing brackets in terms of, like I said, getting a first four to the Sweet 16. That's been a trend that's happened in the past, and I always like throwing a 12 in there as well. And when you match a 12 and a 13, somebody's got to win it. So Houston, Drake, Pittsburgh, and Texas feels like a very interesting second weekend. And it's one of those where, like, you got to shoot your shot. And if it ends up happening, then, you you know, you had a really good March Madness because it's a little bit different. Uh, if it doesn't, you end up looking like a fool when it goes chalk. But that's the fun of the the fun of the season here in March. So thank you all for listening to this breakdown. Check out my breakdowns of the Southeast and uh, West bracket as well coming up on B-Shape Daily. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the YouTube, which is once again YouTube.com slash at B-Shafer12. Thank you guys so much for joining me, and we'll talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.